just like that, we are back with our third Ruckus podcast, the Ruckcast of the year. And we'll talk to you in a minute. All right. So with me live today, in person in Phoenix, is Jim Palmer, my co-host, and we are here at the WLPC. And this actually feels kind of funny to be recording with you next to me, holding a microphone. I feel like a dork. Uh, <laughs> but it's great It's great to actually be back at this event. WLPC is like, uh, what do we call it? Like Geek Summer Camp, except we're in February. So it's like Geek Spring Break, kind of. Um, it, something like that. It's not quite as fun as DEF CON in the sense of like they call that nerd summer camp. Um but it's great to be back. We're in Phoenix. It's actually great weather so far, knock on wood. It's been really nice during the day, usual desert chilliness at night, but it was great. Um, so how are you, Jim? I'm fine. I actually got in this morning, but you've been here for a couple of days. I have been. What have you been doing? been teaching the RCW, uh, RCWA boot camp. I'm not going to cut that because I don't feel like editing, but uh, the boot camp uh, the boot camp started yesterday. Uh, so Saturday, for those of you who are not going to be listening to this on Sunday because I'm not posting it today, um, but they started f- Saturday. I flew in Friday, um, and then it went today. Yesterday, it'll go. We'll probably finish about uh, a little bit more than halfway through tomorrow, about lunchtime, probably, give or take. It's been going really well. Uh, it's my first time teaching it here. Uh, it's my first time teaching it at all. Uh, we've got five uh, great uh, partner customer people um, from all over the country. It's uh, It's been pretty good so far. You know, it's funny because we were just talking about how do you describe WLPC. And it's funny. We've done episodes about it. But I was talking to my Uber driver this morning as he was bringing me in from the airport. And he was like, oh, a tech conference. And I was like, yeah, I said, it, but it's unlike any other tech conference because it's not really a tech conference. I was like, it's just a bunch of people who are really passionate about Wi-Fi who all get together and then put on a conference for ourselves so that we can learn about more Wi-Fi stuff. I was like, it's really kind of interesting. And, you know, and and it's, you know, I've, today's just been my first day. I've, I spent most of the day, actually, I spent all of the day prepping for my deep dive that I'm going to be teaching starting Tuesday. So I got I got some more prep work to do tomorrow, but it's been, it's been interesting to catch up with everybody. And, uh, there's a lot of, we, we had dinner tonight with, um, a gentleman. Um, I think we can say his name. Sure. Will Jones. Um, he's, if you know, will, then you know, will. And, and if you don't, then you have no idea who will is, but it was, it was, it was fun to catch up with him. I haven't seen will, I think the last time I saw Will was in Tenerife in Ekahau Masters in 2018, if that tells you. But it's funny because I haven't seen him in five years, and yet, you know, we picked up just like we had seen each other, you know, the other night. So it was really fun to have have dinner with all these guys, and there was a, a good mix of people at dinner tonight. So we, it was uh, it was fun to catch up with everybody. Indeed, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, um, especially in the last couple of years with with COVID doing what it did to travel and, and events. Um, there are definitely some people you see here that you only see here. Yes. So for some of us, it's once a year for a few days, um, which makes it it's it's great. But it's it's so kind of it's a bummer when you leave because you, some of these people you're not going to see again until February of next year if you get to come. Yes. Because there's no slam dunk that everybody comes every year because life happens. Sometimes companies don't let you go, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, so it's really great. But the nice thing is, like, you literally you walk into the conference room lobby on, you know, for me it was Friday night. For you it was this morning. Uh, for for some of those listening, it'll be Monday night when they register for the main conference. Um, and it's the first time you've seen some of these people in months, if not a year. Um, and, and this this year it's a little earlier, so it's about fifty weeks for some of these people. Um, and it's like you never left. Yeah. Um, it is really great. It's kind of like putting on that old comfortable pair of shoes. Um, it just feels right. Everybody kind of picks up, and. Um, there's always going to be talk, and, and this is not a RECA-specific part of it, but there's always going to be talk about newbies to the environment. Um, and sometimes it's hard to fit in if you're new, but if you're a little bit extroverted um, and you, you just kind of squeeze your way into some of those circles, um, you fit right in. Um, this is my fourth, and uh, it feels like I've been here forever. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is I'm actually an introvert, but I've decided this year that I am going to be very, very extra extrovert. And I have been meeting and chatting with a bunch of people, and it's been really fun. And it's and I was talking to somebody. I said the thing that I like about I was talking to I was talking to Raymond Hendricks and Troy Martin at lunch today, which is interesting when you just sit down and you end up talking to, to some of these people, and you're like, wow, you're like. And we were talking about um, we were talking about the nice thing about WLPC is you get to crowdsource your problems. Yes. And so there's only so many problems that we can come up with. And yet when you sit down at lunch, it's like, you know, talking to Troy Martin and he's like, you know, my problem with my IOT stuff, which we recorded the episode about was he's like, he's like a lot of these industrial control networks need their IOT network on an air gap network. So he's like, can you take the IOT radios in a ruckus AP and put it out the second ethernet port so you can run a second cable to a second switch so that you can air gap the industrial control systems that are running on IOT. And I was like, and I was like, Ooh, that's a good problem. That's probably a use case that hasn't it's, been thought of yet, but that's interesting. But it's interesting to come to WLPC because we get to have these conversations. Yes. And that was, that was my lunch conversation. And then the dinner conversation is what I actually want to talk about tonight. Sure. And I was going to say, just to, to hit on the, on the lunch real quick before we dive into the deep, the deep part of dinner, um, that was a, a point I stressed with. So all five of my RCWA attendees are first-timers. Nice. Um, which is actually kind of nice um, in a way it would have been neat if I had somebody that had been here before um, just because just to, to have a little bit of flavor, but they're all new. Um, and that's sort of one of the reasons why we pushed to do RCWA here. It's a, it's a newer course. I think the deck's been around a couple of years, but it's really, we're making a renewed effort to get out and train people. Well, it was a new deck when COVID started. Well, yes. so it was, but it's, it's the in-person stuff was a little yes. harder. And, and the, but the push to do this is really in the last uh, few months, I guess it became a really, I don't want to say priority necessarily, but it definitely became uh, something of a, of a push. And we definitely wanted to do it because ruckus is never, uh, to my knowledge, done a boot camp at any um, WLPC, and so this is a really a big honor. We are, uh, and I can toot my own horn because it's it's our show. Um, we are the only vendor that, to my knowledge, unless I'm forgetting somebody, we're the only vendor this year teaching a boot camp. There were others to be voted on, but we're the only one that got voted in to do a boot camp, like vendor oh. doing the vendor boot camp. Yes. There are other vendor sessions, not vendor sessions per se, but vendor training specific to a particular vendor, but they're not done by that vendor. They're being yeah. done by a third party. So that's kind of cool, and, and people have made it a, a, a point to kind of point that out. But I made a point to your, your point, a lot of points here, um, <laughs> with the crowdsourcing, right? You bring uh, your experience to the table and you're sitting at a lunch table and, and you know, Jimmy pointed it out looking around the lunch table. I surveyed it before I came back and grabbed some, some soda to keep 
uh, run into the class. You know, there's Jim sitting with UC uh, Kivianimi from uh, Hamana. Uh, there were, you know, I had Keith uh, Parsons sitting with other people, um, and and just people can grab people's ears, and you share the war stories of what you've done uh, over your deployments, and you're going to find a couple of things. One, a lot of people have the same types of experiences, um, but a lot of people have different experiences. And I told the guys in class today that. You know, there's there's many ways to skin the cat, um, and I'm allowed to pick on cats because we're a dog company. I said that in class too, um, but you're going to find out that like how I do something is different than how Jim does something, but both work for yes. us. And and maybe there's a better way to do it, or maybe there's a more correct way to do it. But if it works and it works for you, but you get to share, then you're going to go home and say, oh wait a minute, you know, Bill from class did it this way, and I didn't do that, and I didn't know that. Um, I'm going to go try that. I've had conversations here from years past where I didn't know how to do something or I didn't know that something I had could do what I needed to do because I, I just didn't know how to ask. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be honest, we are a vendor podcast, but sometimes the vendor people don't even know how some of these things can be pushed to the max. Um, and so it's good to hear what your customers are doing or what other users of the hardware are doing. Um, and, and so that's really the benefit of it. Um, but then we devolved into dinner Yes. which got into some really fun stuff. So I'm going to I'm oh. going to tee it up for us a little bit. So full disclosure, the hotel Wi-Fi is ruckus. Um, we had an interesting story last year, which we can tell if we feel like it, but that wasn't where we went with this year. So this actually ties into, um, there was a, a post on Twitter, I think last week or the week before that really got our dander up. And uh, Jim, I'll let you kind of run with it from there. So again, ruckus is found in a lot of different hospitality, a lot of hotels, very big in hotels. And I've seen hotels that have been done very, very well. I've seen hotels that have done not so well. And the topic of discussion tonight at dinner with a bunch of different people from a lot of different verticals. And we even had one competitor sitting with us, which was fun. It's always fun here when you you get to (laughs) kind of kind of relax with your competitors. But the topic of conversation was turned to system defaults yes because what was noticed noted and what is was the same thing that came up on twitter and they the conversation actually had nothing nothing to do with anything we, we saw on twitter so it didn't they one didn't start the other it was two independent conversations but the, it was all about channel fly and people would be like oh you can tell it's channel fly which is a ruckus thing because they use channels one three four five seven eight nine it's like oh well that's channel fly so you know it's a ruckus thing and it was interesting because that's what got our dander up and we talked about this you know amongst ourselves earlier um because it's like that's not channel fly and so at dinner tonight when that topic came up and you and i looked at each other and we both and we started to say but what i found interesting was the other people at the table who are not ruckus people no affiliation whatsoever no affiliation whatsoever they said the exact same thing at the exact same time and we all said it's not channel fly it's it's the configuration it's the default configurations or in some cases they go back in and they change the default configurations to these types of automatic radio or rf engineer in a box type of type of features that are in every major controller and they change them wrong Correct. And, and the, the, the social media post was specifically actually about, I believe, an airport um, that was using Ruckus. And again, it had like all the channels under 2.4 in the rainbow, maybe. Yes. And 
Um, and, and the nice thing to your point was it wasn't a bash ruckus session because we wouldn't have let them do it. You know, right. we, we were the two biggest guys there, so we could have taken them. Um, <laughs> but no vendor on vendor violence was, was, was encouraged or had. It was about there's a common thread and it wasn't that it was ruckus or that it was channel fly. It just so happened that it was ruckus and channel fly um, channel fly or any other algorithm that any other vendor puts out is not going to prevent a bad deployment from being a bad deployment. And the common thread in any of that is layer eight. Yes. And that's, and that's something that I think we've, I've talked about in the past with other people. And it's nice when you can come to an event like WLPC and you're talking to these people because they're not. And, but when they confirm what we say amongst ourselves, cause it's, we're all like, we're like, it's not channel fly. These are non ruckus people. These are people that work for competitors. They all across the board, everybody said it's not channel fly. Now the problem that we have is because ruckus is so big in hospitality and everybody gets together at hotels, it's an easy, it's an easy target. It's an easy thing to pick on because it's like, if you don't set your configurations correctly, if you don't follow specific guidelines, you know, the controllers, and it's not just a ruckus thing, every vendor controller will allow you to misconfigure or configure your radio settings incorrectly. Sure. There's nothing, there's no, there's no, uh, well, I'm not going to be PC. There's no idiot proof button on the, on the system. I mean, I yes. had previous life past vendor. I'm not going to name the names. It wasn't me that did it. It was, you know, one of our, our offices did it. They had their controller. They didn't want to let anybody touch it. Um, they built it the way they did it, and it was effectively they made it single-channel architecture. Yeah. When we went down and did the survey, they're like, I don't understand why we can't roam. <laughs> nothing works. And you, you do a survey, and literally every channel, or every, rather, I'm sorry, every AP was on channel 36. Yeah. So as soon as you actually, they're like, oh, but it's got, you know, the the... I'm not going to name the, the the brand name of the of the, the the device, but they didn't they didn't have the software enabled to do the auto planning that they thought was there. Like they knew it was part of the platform, but they didn't turn it on. They never bothered to look at, at turning it on, and because it wasn't turned on, everything was on channel 36, and the, the performance sucked. As soon as you hit the right button and gave it time to do its optimization, because all of these platforms need to run an hour, two hours, 24 hours to settle down, it was fine. It was I mean it was literally night and day difference, and so. Now, I understand I've only been here two years, and you've got a little bit more time on me, and there's some people that have been out there that have been, been here for forever. In earlier versions of Channelfly, the defaults were not set to 1, 6, and 11. See, again, but it's not a Channelfly thing. Well, okay, it's not Channelfly, but, but our <laughs> the, controllers, the, the radio, defaults were. The radio configurations in the controllers had all of the 2.4 channels enabled. Yes. And... But here's the thing, and and so this is this is a ruckus thing. We'll own it. But every other vendor that I've ever worked with and I've ever seen, and I've looked at almost all of the, at least the major ones, they all have different types of default radio configurations within their platforms that you look at and you go, that is not a good setting. And so, you know, I think this kind of ties back to what you're doing here this weekend before the main conference starts. So the boot camps are on the weekends and then the main conferences in the week. And it comes back to what John's doing here, which is this idea that as engineers, we need to, we need to constantly train. We need to constantly learn and figure out. It's like, because there are so many different things that you can adjust within Wi-Fi that if either you don't adjust it or you adjust it wrong, ends up with networks that don't, 
perform as well as they could. And sure. so, so training, reading the manuals, doing all that kind of stuff is really imperative because, you know, in a couple of days, and I found out today that WLPC uh, for this week is going to have 350 attendees. They sold out. Biggest one yet. The biggest one yet. They sold out completely. And the biggest one yet by about like not a whole lot. I think the one before it was like 330, 335. Probably. So it's biggest. But, but, it, but, it's, but it's also worth mentioning, this is the first year that they couldn't do like an overflow. Yes. So just for the record to set the table, this is the week before the Super Bowl. Um, and he, the, the, the conference organizer made the misguided decision that it, this was a good week to avoid the Super Bowl when the reality is we're all going to be flying home on Thursday when most of the rest of the fans are going to be flying into town. And there already were. I mean, I flew out on Friday and there were already um, Eagles fans. Yeah. Oh, go Birds. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bart. Um, they were on their way out. Um, so it's, it's going to be a crazy week. We're not really there by the epicenter, but it's a crazy busy week. And he didn't have the ability, as he has in years past, that's how we got to like the 330 number a couple of years ago, to allow people to go over the 300 300 had always been his target we moved to a different hotel but it's it's just it's still big it's, yeah it's big and so but of the 350 people that come to the wi-fi spring break camp whatever we're calling it of the 350 people you're going to find that 100 percent of the people here hopefully if not at the beginning of the time by the end of the week is going to say yo we have to we have to configure our networks to make them work the way that we want them to work yes. because if you simply turn on you you fire up your box i mean one of the stories that came out at dinner tonight was about a hotel a ruckus network in the middle east that was using a country code of the united states and i don't know we might have to edit this later to be to cut that out because it's like and we and didn't we say where we just said the middle east middle east okay so but, but and the conversation because everybody looked at us and they're like what are you guys doing and it's like look it's the default it's well it it tells you to set the country code yes. it's like what country it's not and it's like if you don't go change that to the country code of where you're actually off or your ap's are at then yes the the controllers will let you do that yes and it, it reminds me in general of Wi-Fi, and I remember, you know, Keith likes to say it in the sense of like... I know what you're about to say. People, and it people makes- say if it's bad, but it works, it's that's what Wi-Fi is supposed to be. It's designed for like battlefield situations where it's resilient. It doesn't matter if it's working at two megasecond, it's working. Wi-Fi is designed to work poorly. Yes. And, and the defaults will work. And this goes for almost any vendor. Like you can just build it straight out of the box, quick and dirty, dirty being the key word, yeah. and it'll work. <laughs> but it won't necessarily work well. And so one of the things, and we talked about this a little bit on the walk back from from dinner. So Channelfly, and this again predates me. You used to, like you said, the not even Channelfly, but the channel plans used to let you by default have everything on. And yes. so knowing, and like now, if you go into like I, we were working on a six one one controller in the class, and I had a five two two controller that we were looking at. One six and eleven are the only ones that are highlighted. So where I'm going back with this is not only that you need the training, iron sharpens iron. You got to keep sharp. Um, there's two points here. One is, <laughs> you know, that those locations that they're talking about are old, which means they haven't yeah. had proper care and feeding. Um, and somebody went and did that and maybe they're smarter now, maybe they know better and they didn't go back and fix it. But, and we say this every year when we hear somebody always says it, every one of us has a design 
every one of us has a deployment that they will look back now, five, six, seven years, six months, whatever, after they did it and go, I have no idea what I was thinking. Yes. Like I just, but it's, it's the evolution of ourselves as engineers. And that's a, 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 an event like this facilitates that. Like we, I'm, I'm definitely at least a little bit smarter than I was in 2017. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, you know, and, and I'm doing a presentation Tuesday and I actually talk about that. And I talk about the fact that we do look back and we, we look at, we look at some of the stuff that we've done in the past and you, and you literally just kind of go, they paid me to really, they really paid me to do that. What were they thinking? (laughs) They would have, what? Oh my, you know, and, and that's just how it is because we do learn. We, you know, and so hopefully we hopefully learn. And, and that's, and I, and I say that in my talk is, you know, and, and coming to events like this and listening to podcasts and taking training and, and all these other things, the, you know, the idea is that you're never going to know everything, just like you were talking about in your class with, you know, there are certain things when you take a class and I've, and it's not just you, I've taken, I've taken all of the classes and every single one of my instructors that has been worth anything has has said has said at one point is they'll be like they'll be like there are people in this classroom that will know specific segments or certain segments of this material better than i am yes and the best instructors will learn actually more from the class than the students because they listen to all of the feedback but that's how we get better yes i mean i, I did that all, all of class i mean i and, and you know full disclosure jim and i've been talking about this for quite a few months just prepping just the event in general but he knew you know that he was he was very um helpful with me but with the rcwa deck and and kind of getting a handle on it and you know it's it's the the general material for those interested in rcwa is we're, we're going go all over the map it's available on our training site it's available on the, the internet i mean mm-hmm. if you just google rcwa um uh, nutshell training guide or something to that effect it will come up to the ruckus training site how about um, we put if i do link. if i actually start doing podcast show notes i will put the link in we the description the link yeah we should, we should, um, we should learn <laughs> but so the, the the nice thing with that is like that anybody can read that and I, and I said this to the class either today or yesterday and i said i stressed I, I was part of the reason why I wanted to do this, part of the reason we wanted to do this, and it wasn't just me, it was there were multiple people behind this effort, was to get Ruckus here to teach, but it was also to get the partners that wanted and needed to do RCWA exposed to WLPC. Because at the end of the day, you know, people that don't go to WLPC, they watch it from afar. You can watch the, the videos. videos. Jim's, yep. Jim's, Jim's 55-minute session will be up on YouTube in approximately two and a half weeks or so, sometimes a little bit faster, sometimes yeah. a little bit longer. Uh, they're, they're really good about getting a turnaround. You can watch all the videos. Every video from every WLPC is on YouTube to be watched. That's you mi- the, if that's all you do, you miss out on the conference. That's that's not that's not the reason to come to WPC. No, no. And, and and for those thinking, oh, it's a it's a conference, it's a big party. Do we have fun? Yes, we have fun. But I mean, literally, so the the, the boot camp starts at eight thirty. I mean, it's now for us, it's ten thirty. Yeah, and we're recording a podcast. We're doing work. And when we're going to finish this, I've got more work to do. You know, again, we're going to go 8.30 till probably about the same time tomorrow night with between wrapping up the boot camps, getting ready for the deep dives and the main conference. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, it's it's basically going to be a 12-plus hour day between the main session, the deep dive for Jim, and then Tuesday night we've got the vendor session. So it's a very, very busy week, but it's iron sharpens iron. you get got all these shoulder conversations in the hallways and walking by and seeing people, and it's great. Um 
so it's, yeah, it's just you have to you have to come and experience. And I'm grateful that we had five. Um, I think it's actually four partners and one customer um, that that snuck in there that are able to be here. They're all, at the end of the day, they're all customers and they're really nice guys. Um, I'm grateful that they're here because they're all newbies, and it's five people that had otherwise not been here. Anybody can you know try to get on our CW class, and I'm pretty sure Todd and his crew in the training side will work something out to get an on-site trainer maybe i'm not trying to promise todd does anything that todd doesn't do sorry todd but i mean anybody can have a class in the office for their team and let's be honest some teams aren't big enough that you need to bring in a trainer in for one or two people but getting out to these events it's the cross-pollinization at the end of the day and you know anybody that's that's 100 hardcore ruckus fanboy i'm sorry cover your ears but there are other solutions out there and it's important for all of us to know about them a for us as vendors we know what we're competing against and it helps us kind of innovate and stay sharp but for the customers it it lets them understand what works and how things work and it gives them new ideas i mean there's a ton of new ideas we've been talking about it you mentioned some we don't necessarily have to mention them on the recording if you don't want to but there's things that our stuff can do i mean i had it in the class there were things that our controller does that people in my class didn't know. And, and to me, I took it for granted. You know, talking about, for example, um, the fact that depending on the version of the controller, you can have multiple zones with multiple firmware. That's one of my favorite features, and I don't think we talk about it we enough. We don't. We don't. And I mean, I dropped I dropped that knowledge gumdrop yesterday, and I had a couple of people go, really? You can do that? And the other question was, why would you do that? And I'm like, well, if you're running newer APs and you've got a zone that's stable, run the new firmware on the zone that you just built for that new AP. So you don't break the other that's, stuff. That's the biggest thing. And, and I, I run multiple firmware versions in my lab at my house because I have people that ask me questions and it's always like, and the funny thing is, and I, and I actually see this a lot more with ruckus than I see with anybody else is they go, they go, Oh, I have an 802.11 N AP. That's now 14 years old. And they're like, and it's awesome. And it works great. And they're like, and we're not ready to upgrade. And they're like, but when we are, we can't upgrade our whole fleet. Now, other competitors, other people, you end up having to get new controllers with new code. And so you end up with, you know, one area of your network that is running on one set of controllers. And then you have another, but then you have to license two sets of controllers. And if you want any redundancy, now you're licensing a bunch of sets. of, And it's really, really convoluted. And so at my house, I'll actually, and I wrote a blog post about this, about I'll run, I run three different versions on three different zones so that when people call me up and they go, hey, I have a, a, a ZoneFlex 7982, which is a three by three 802.11 NAP. And they're like, and they're like, and I'm having problems with this one specific thing. I can, I have one of those at my house. I plug it in. I have some rules set up and it goes, oh, this AP actually gets, I have um, some DHCP zones. And so it's like, oh, this AP gets this IP address. And when that IP address registers on my controller, on my smart zone, my virtual smart zone, it says, oh yeah, I'm gonna drop you into this zone right here, which is running 3.6. But if I plug in a like an R600, it'll get a different version. And if I plug in an R550, it gets a different version. If, if I, you know, the the new six gigahertz it's gonna need a new version yes but i can do it all on one controller and i don't have to license all these different controllers i don't have to license four controllers i have one controller 
with one set of licenses and I swap my APs in and out as I need to be able to support the customers that call me, whether it's through their sales engineers or whether it's meeting people here. I was helping um, Lariana. Um, she's a partner from Brazil. And she's like, hey, I got some 7982s running at a university in Brazil and I need some help. And I was like, well, let me fire them up. <laughs> and so I fired them up and we were able to do stuff like that. But it's the training and it's the learning and, and better understanding the features and the configurations of the hardware that you're using that I really want to try to harp on and focus as much. I mean, we've kind of rambled all over the map because we're That's what we do. We're fan <laughs> well, we're fanboys of this type of stuff and we get on wild tangents and you know we had healthcare conversations at dinner because one of the guys sitting with us happens to be in healthcare. He does medical type devices. And so that's just a fascinating thing for all of us. And so, and the guy is unbelievably smart and he sits there and has a dinner. He sat right next to me, all right off my arm. And it was just, it was very interesting to have those conversations and talk about all this stuff. And it's funny because it always comes back to the same thing. And what's that? Wi-Fi does not work because of us wi-fi works in spite of us it's true it's true <laughs> we sometimes think that we're doing really really great things and then all of a sudden you look back and you go wow i was so wrong <laughs> it's like it's like i'm sure glad i don't think you know, it's like and that's and that's where it comes down to. And, and and i think this might have been actually when you were were straggling behind but we'll, we had this conversation i think with will and it's it's one of those things where um, and maybe you were right there, but we, we had so many different conversations <laughs> going on at dinner. It was crazy. And you, you really had to be there, but it wouldn't have been a good recording because, yeah, there's just, we would have had to delete a lot of it. Um, but the conversation was made that some of these, some of these are maybe because we don't know what we're doing and we're winging it. And let's be honest, we were all at that point in our career yes. where maybe you didn't have a good mentor or whatever. And, but he and I were frank. I mean, some, sometimes it's quick and dirty. Yes. You're literally building it because you've got like two hours, there's a customer deadline, something's going live, the event or whatever, and you know it's not going to be perfect, and you know there's like a million and one rules that you're breaking or ignoring or boxes that probably should be checked, but if you don't check them because you know all the time, it'll work. No matter what, it'll work, and that's the main goal is it'll work, it'll be good enough to get the job done, and then you'll just be like, thank God I got it done. It's it's over and done with, and we can move on to the next one. Because now we don't always get the time. Sometimes right. you, these networks take months to build and tune, and sometimes you get hours or, more, or less. But, you know, the other interesting thing, and again, it goes back to the training and the understanding part, is once you know the rules, once you understand why the rules you then know when to break the rules and how you can break the rules. So there are times when, you know, this goes back to the, you know, it's not channel fly problem, the one, six and 11. Sometimes you might not be able to do that. There could be times when it makes sense. Some of the, some of the other um, regulatory domains, you know, they do a one, five, nine, 12 or something i mean yeah, you know, 12, they, 12 is in play for europe and then uh yeah was it 13 or 14 is in and japan so, and so all of a sudden you end up in this in these situations where it's like when can i break the rules well you know what there are times when you know and we were i was actually talking about this with somebody else <laughs> you know this morning about about understanding you know it's like oh when do i break the rules and how can i break the rules and it's like all of a sudden it's, and we were and what we were talking about was the, the difference between rogue APs and unknown neighbor APs. And it's like, if you have an unknown neighbor AP that is just hammering on one of the 2.4 channels because they said, oh, 
this is how I'm going to configure my network. And they put all of theirs on, you know, channel two. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, you might have to break the one, six and 11 rule because you now have a situation that, you know, is outside the norm. And so you just like, now I know how to break the rule. I know when to break the rule. I know how to break the rule because I've done all the learning. I've done all the training. I've watched the videos. I've come to conferences. I've had these conversations at night. You know, I've, my very first year at WLPC, I was talking with one of the guys at like 1230 in the morning about .1X. You know, it's like, that's, that's how nerdy it is. That's not a conversation I want to be having at 1230 in the morning unless I'm on a break fix kind of bridge. Well, no, it's just, but that's what happens but at it WLPC. Is, it, it really is. Time flies. It does fly. Yeah. Um, and you don't realize what, you know, you can get into and you can go down some really crazy rabbit holes. Um but it is, yeah. I mean, it's and you're you're in the room with the right people to have these conversations with, and, and you're going to get a lot to, of different opinions. And to your point, though, you're not going to see these people face to face for possibly, you know, for me and Will, it's been five years. Yeah. You know, me and Brian, I think I saw Brian last year. Yeah. That was the last, and and yet Brian, I see Brian, and we're just you go up, give each other a hug, and then we start jumping right in, just like it was, you know, last year was like last week, and so, and so that's the value of the learning, that's the value in understanding this stuff, and so that's the point. The other and the other part of it too, and I'm going to have to because I think I think. Maybe we have this sponsorship with Sam. We have to do this like once an episode. It does depend, and, <laughs> and you mention it and the different. You're, you're, it's it's birds of a feather, and and Keith used to have the birds of a feather sessions where you could have like tables at lunch during the main conference where like people that did education would sit together or people that did hospitality would sit together so you could share, you know, talk shop. But here's the other part of it, and and my class is a good example of it, and the conference in general is a great example. I'm a service provider SE. I have some experience with customer deployments dealing with hospitality and abuse space because I've got people that are in the managed space in that realm that I support. But most of mine is service provider, just general service provider. So I do a lot of outdoor Wi-Fi, for example. I've got people in my, my I've got a, a gentleman in my class that's running a, a university. Um, I've got another guy who's got experience doing university MDU space. I've got a couple guys that are doing hospitality, and the third guy does, or the fifth guy rather, does just about anything, um, whatever they do ruckus. So it's all over the map, and he's doing like some high end homes and stuff like that. So it's a mix of experience, and what I need to do as a service provider in the outdoor space is not necessarily what the hospitality space is going to use. Different APs, different gear, different experiences, and sometimes. And this is this is true of almost a lot. Well, not almost everything, but there's a lot of different disciplines that unless somebody gives you a chance or you talk to somebody, you might never know about why they do it a certain way. Um, and I'm not going to get any specific rules because I don't have any good specific examples at at, at, at uh, 1038 at at night on Sunday. But you get exposed to that, and and so there's a couple of good things about it, right? It's just a general experience. You're learning from other people that have done it so that you don't necessarily have to make the same mistakes that they did. Um, but it's just, it's, it's learning. It helps you grow. Um, and who knows, maybe, um, maybe there's some experience out there that you hear about that you're like, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I want to have exposure to something else, you know, and sort of bring that home. Like I started 2017. I was on the, the other side. I was a customer, not of ruckus, but I was a customer coming here to learn. Um, and I, I had the good fortune, maybe. Maybe it's good fortune, maybe it's bad, of meeting Daryl, our coworker Daryl, who who may or may not be a guest on here from time to time, and eventually that's how I came to be to, to, to came to be part of Ruckus. So um, you never know what's going to happen to WLPC. Yeah, and you know you said something I I find interesting because Uh-oh. I think in the past it was much more true than it is today. And you, you're talking about the birds of the feather, which I thought was really cool, but it's like 
just because I don't work in K K through 12 or higher ed, you know, why don't I get to be part of those stories? Why don't I get to, to talk about that? So, because I'll tell you, I learned the most when I'm talking to people who specialize in things that I don't really do, because what I end up learning is it's like, Oh, you know, as much as we like to think that all of this stuff differs and it's like, Oh, this is, you know, this is one type of area and this is a vertical and this is a different vertical and this is a different vertical. What I've learned is is that we all are end up fighting the same problem, you know, because we're all doing Wi-Fi. We just call it something different. We just call it something different. And the use cases and the business drivers are different, but the technology doesn't change very much. And so, what I end up learning, like when I talk to K-12, people who specialize in K-12, is they're like, oh, this is the problem that we have in K-12, and this is how we solve it. And I go, you know, I was talking to somebody who was doing retail, and they were having this problem. And it turns out that your solution for your problem in K-12 would actually solve their problem too. Maybe not in the way that you think it, you know, in your same way, but the technical solution that you have with that problem is you know, can be applied to other verticals, yes. to other things like that. 100%. And so it's the learning, it's the education, it's, it's that whole, you know, it's not channel fly that gives us the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Channel fly is just simply doing what it does best, but we have to tell it what we want it to do for our networks. You know, and so it's like, oh, I, you know, it used to work like here, but in talking to people, you go, it's you know we need to modify it we need to change it but why do you need to modify it and why did you change it oh i changed it because this is the problem i was having oh well that problem i'm also having in you know higher ed i'm having in manufacturing i'm having in healthcare i'm having in all these things where you know and that's what's fun talking to to the healthcare guy that we had dinner with is it's like he has some really crazy stories but when you actually start talking to him and sit him down you realize a lot of the problems that he has can be you know extrapolated and applied to other verticals and it's like and the way that they solve things in healthcare is wholly different because of what they're dealing with and so you can take those lessons that he's learned there and you go wow i can apply this to something else and i can i can turn out a better product for my end customer yeah and it i mean it really and again you hit the nail on the head there and i think that's that's the ultimate um not the ultimate, but an ultimate benefit of of coming here and and being exposed to the different groups, um, because it, it's it's not like square peg round hole. It's you know you you just I mean again you, like you said and I, I made me think of something with CloudPath. You know we market that or we we target that to like MDU and hospitality, uh, maybe not hospitality so much, but like MDU and 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 thinking like a college dorm environment. And I had a conversation with with Christopher, Christopher Muhammad, and we'll have him on at some point in the future. Um, but I had a past life where I supported a large company that had a lot of different business units and a lot of different, you know, very unique circumstances. And while they weren't MDUs in that particular sense, a lot of what we could have used there to fix that is what CloudPath addresses. Mm-hmm. Not the target market, not necessarily the core, you know, the sweet spot of it, but absolutely with a little bit of finesse, it's absolutely useful for that as well and so you know at the end of the day the rf is the same and the, and the methodology is the same but you know the customers and how they're talking about it is a little bit different but it's great to hear 
um, the the differing perspectives, getting the differing opinions. Unfortunately, you know, tonight we had a lot of of all sorts of all over the map conversations, <laughs> and nobody was hurt. Nobody yep. was hurt. I mean, it was great. It truly was. And I think we both actually looked at each other when when it came up because I figured it was an opportunity that everybody was going to just tee off on us, and you know, we were either going to go find someplace else to eat, <laughs> or we were going to, you know, it was going to be vendor on vendor violence. But um, you know, it's true. At the end of the day, um, all the AI and ML uh, and, and all the the different bells and whistles and nerd knobs will never save anybody any vendor at all from you know uh, somebody not knowing what they're doing mm-hmm. and also not properly caring and feeding for the network because anybody looking at that overtime that does surveys and stuff would have gone and said wait a minute i'm, I'm using overlapping channels in 2.4 uh, i need to fix that um, not to mention the fact that you probably shouldn't be focused on using 2.4 in an airport or a hospitality space unless you absolutely have to in 2023 because 2.4 is kind of well i'll, I'll say something controversial 2.4 is dead not really, but you know, we can never uh, have enough. Spe- <laughs> we can never have you, enough spectrum. I, well, I had to go there. Come on, this is there. this is this is the conference to go there, right? This is somebody else is going to say we're just saying on a podcast. But no, <laughs> in the reality though is there, there's there's a litany of reasons. I mean, and the it depends. Going back to right, there could have been a very valid reason why, and you, you hit on one with the two point four and the noisy neighbors and stuff. There could have been a very valid reason why, for whatever reason, that they were using all of those channels, even though most of us in the Wi Fi space would never know what those good reasons were. But it does depend because there there could have been some mitigating factor other than they didn't know what they were doing that made them do that. You know, the one thing that I've been pretty proud about the Wi-Fi community over the past couple of years is for the longest time, there was a focus on what was known as BadFi. And there was a Twitter thing and everything was about BadFi. And it's run by a, a friend of mine, a friend of ours. Um, he lives not too far from me. So I see him a lot more than, than you do. Probably. But... Um, <laughs> It we've really calmed down on the bad fight stuff. Well, I think somebody called him out on it actually. Or, or well, it was it was a question of until you know why they did something. You know, it's like why why did they mount that AP like a qua, like a clock on the wall? Yeah, you know, because that for the longest time you'd see that you go bad fight. Yeah, some of them were and definitely it, very bad. There was no well, debating but, about it. But some they, of them were. But, but some of them, it was like, well, but what if that's what was that's what, maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe they weren't really worried about covering the way that we thought they were trying to cover. What if the purpose of that thing mounted on the wall was really because they wanted the RF to cover something totally different? So sure. It was like it's like until you understand why somebody did something, you know, and then if you and then if you go, oh well, that's that's because it makes it look, you know, the AP looks nice hanging on the wall. Yeah, I don't mind ripping on okay. people when you're showing like the zip tied ones and stuff like that. The, Not even different. the zip tied ones. But I've used I've zip tied APs in places. But when they, I mean, like you, you know what I mean. There's definitely examples that was like clearly bad fight. But it was getting to the point where I think people were. Well, what's worse about it too, and I, I made this comment in class. It's a small community. At the end of the day, everybody figures out who did the design. Everybody's going to figure out. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of the times you're going to figure out who owned that mistake. Well, but the other thing is, is it talk. It goes back to what we talked about a little bit ago about we look back on stuff that we've done in the past and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe they let me do that. I can't believe that somebody looked at that and said, that's good enough, we're going to pay them for that because sure. it's so bad. And so by calling this stuff out, by saying it's bad fight, we're we're shaming people that we should be trying to help. Mm-hmm. We also don't know why it was done. And again, you know, it, I th- it's not that bad fight doesn't exist because it does. No, yeah. It's that we need to do better. And so that's why actually something I'm proud of is the fact that we well, don't. the constructive criticism. It's the good it's, feedback. It, it, but on social media, it was never constructive no, criticism on no, social was, media. They, they put them on and blast. So, I mean, to be, on, to, it, to be honest and blunt, I mean, it was, it was savage to a point. It was. Um, and, and the thing that people forget, and, we, and 
again, it came up in class as we have a, a section on design and deployment. Mm-hmm. You and I could design it perfectly in whatever tool we're using to design it. But unless we're the ones physically deploying it, you know, it's our design. It might be our property that we manage, but at the end of the day, we're, we're largely at the mercy of, you know, an integrator or, or somebody else that's deploying it. Maybe it's an electrician and, you know, maybe where we designed it, we didn't know there was an access issue and they couldn't run the cable and the, the closest they could mm-hmm. do to where we put it was the wall. I would have There's, never allowed a wall mount, but you know, y- y- you've got a million different and, reasons. And we could, we could spend hours talking about oh, that. Yeah. So I don't, and I don't want to do that, <laughs> but you know, I, it, I still want to try to bring this back and we're going to wrap this up here sure. um, about the idea that, you know, I was very happy that at dinner tonight, as we were talking about that, one location that had all the crazy 2.4 channels and they were like it was a ruckus network but if, what i liked is that he didn't call it out saying i knew it was a ruckus network because the channel configurations were all wrong he was like i looked it was a ruckus ap because you can see it in the beacon frames mm-hmm. you know um, wi-fi explorer pro will tell you this is a ruckus ap and he's like, it was ruckus, and it was on all these crazy channels, and you and I expected to go. I was all expecting of a to get beat. We were, we were gonna. We, it was, it was like a throwdown. We were gonna, we were gonna do a cage match to the death in there. And it was, I was super happy that that everybody at the table said it's not a channel fly issue and I think, because I think, it's not. And channel fly gets a really, really bad name. It wasn't perfect at the beginning, but none of them were. But but more importantly, channel fly is not the problem. And so I was really happy when we were at dinner tonight that everybody said, everybody said, that, and, everybody, and I respected everybody that was at that table, and, and all of them said, it's not a channel fly issue. It's yeah. not a problem with channel fly. Channel fly gets a bad rap because of it. But it's not channel fly. It's because somebody who was configuring it either didn't know, wasn't sure, you know, any number of reasons, but it was like, the problem is, is they didn't do the proper care and feeding. They didn't go back and validate. They don't check their networks after it's done. And it's like, and so it was very nice and refreshing to be here at dinner and have a group of people who focus on pretty much all the vendors across the board and some customers and clients and other type of, I mean, a very wide swath and to a person, they all said, "No, that is not a channel fly problem." Yeah, I mean, and, and Will was the one that was was kind of talking about some of the hotel stuff that he's been doing, and, and you mentioned that he could tell, and he, you know, we were expecting a, a savage beatdown to come, and he said, "Look, at the end of the, I think he called it adequate, and I gave him a little bit of grief for it." Yeah, but he said, "No," and, he's, and in all fairness, I was just being a, a jerk, um, but he said it wasn't a shot; it was they didn't do a bad job. But you could tell, and and there's plenty of networks all over there that that you could look at this, and not just ours, and, and whatever. But it just needed a little bit of tweaking to get a really humming. Mm-hmm. And that's true of any network. In the end of the day, yes. that takes time, that takes training, that takes experience. And and some of that, maybe a junior guy that's deploying it doesn't know. You know, he or yeah. she is doing their best, and they haven't had the benefit of listening to our fine podcast or, <laughs> or coming out to an RCWA boot camp yet or anything like that. Um, and, and to your point about, like, the bad fight got toned down, the humility is much better. Yes. And I think certain people... We're like, we've got to start bashing. Let's build people up. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here for the, the podcast. That's why, we're, that's why we're here for the boot camp. That's why we're here for WLPC in general and the community. Um, it's so easy to tear people down. Yes. It's so much more important to make sure that and, people get that, that knowledge because they need to know why and how to do it better. And, you know, it's 
final plug for Todd Cummings and our education group because you know I had this conversation um, a couple weeks ago and somebody was like oh I need this and I'm like well did you go check the YouTube channel because we have hundreds of YouTube videos yeah. about how to do something is it uh, is it on six one one maybe not but it's no, still it's not on six one one it's still applicable though. it's very applicable because let's some be things honest, have changed but not much but not a whole lot no. There's not a whole lot that's changed when it comes to CCI. CCI no, is still no. CCI, no matter what it is. So we have all the YouTube videos. We have the RCWA. We also have other types of certification. They're not the high stakes certification of like the RCWA, but we also do have some other certification, te- you know, trainings that we can do. We have, sure. you know, there's all these different things and uh, resources that are available that we need to focus on more to say, hey, you know. It's not Channel Fly. Hmm? It's not the channel. It's not Channel Fly's fault. It's the fact that we need to do a better job of doing that those configurations and then checking them later and go, hey, did somebody go change those configurations? Did somebody not know why did we change stuff? And to to learn and better and, and to learn and better understand why our networks are doing what they're doing, because you know what? How many times have we misclicked on something? Two times, no more, comment. More times, no than comment. I, more times than I wanted to admit. No so, comment. Yeah, no, agreed. So, it's 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 important. So so yeah. So this is we're gonna wrap this up. But you know, don't skimp on training. Don't skip on education. The resources are there. Learn and understand. You know, when somebody says, you know, points out and go, oh well, I can tell it's channel fly because because it's on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's not, not channel, channel fly. fly. Yeah, that's not. You don't flip on channel fly, and all of a sudden channel fly says every channel is in play. You, you still have to set the parameters. You if you set the wrong separate. parameters, it's going to work badly. Well, but you know, it's a layer eight problem at that point. It really yes, is. layer eight. So, thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Jim, for for hanging out with me for you know the better part of almost an hour. Yep. Uh, who knows? Maybe I don't know if we're going to be ballsy enough to record another one this week, but who knows? We're here for another couple of days. Hopefully, um, we're going to run into some people, and I'm I'm really yeah. hoping we record some short ones. We can. We can definitely record some short ones. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll call it a night. It's, it's definitely getting late for us, but we're you know we're crazy ruckus <laughs> fanboys, as you said. So all right, everybody, have a great one. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>